Welcome to the Split It With The Fam Morning Show. How are you guys doing today? So what are we going to be talking about on Split It With The Fam Morning Show? Well, the first thing we're going to be covering are our first thoughts. Now, first thoughts are basically the first thoughts that we have when we wake up. You know, whether it be sad, happy, bad thoughts, we're going to share them with you. We're going to give you the real madness, uh, the real thoughts behind the madness. Second thing we're going to be covering is Beyond the Blue. Now, Beyond the Blue is basically what's going on in the world, what's going on in Brooklyn, New York, and what's going on wherever my co-host is at the point in time. For example, Batman, as we both know, as I think we all know, has left Gotham City. Gotham City has no Batman right now. And for the people asking, where is Gotham City? Brooklyn, New York has no Batman. Unfortunately, when is Batman coming back? I don't know, but we will be the first to report to you when Batman is back. Um, third thing that we're going to be covering is the forecast frenzy. Now, forecast frenzy is the weather forecast of the day. Uh, today, it's going to be snowing. It's going to be brick. As we all know, this week has been intense with the wind, the coldness from the wind, and the brickness. Okay. Uh, today is going to be 80% chance of snow. Might be 100% later on in the day for sure. So what are we going to do? We're going to be warm. We're going to put the heaters on. We're going to get the spliffs ready. And then we're going to get the hot box ready. Because today we're going to need it. Alright, so let's put that all together. Get that on your list. And let's let's finish that. Now, the last thing is a little fun fact I want to leave you guys with. And the fun fact I have to leave you with today. And I'll give you one later on in the show as well. But for right now, One Piece had been nominated for the longest animated series. And they won the award. So shout out One Piece. One Piece is great. And I hope that, you know, one day we could all find our version of the One Piece and share it with the so with that, um, let's move back on to the show. Welcome back to the show. As I said before, split it with the fair morning show. You're with the Hotbox Heroes on the pod, and we're back in effect. So what we're going to start with right now is first thoughts. And my first thought is from when I woke up, I went on my phone, I went on Twitter, and I saw some post about these gaming companies, uh, Unisoft, Activision, all of them talking about how we the people should be comfortable not owning games anymore. And off, off first impact of reading that and digesting that, it, it brought a feeling in me like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Be comfortable not owning our own video games anymore. That we pay for, first of all, we pay for the subscription. Then, second of all, we pay for the game. And then you're telling me when we pay for stuff, we can't have it? It's crazy. It's definitely crazy. Um, I think my, my, first, my first taste of 
devs coming out of saying this. It was with the GTA 6 trailer when it first dropped last month or however many weeks ago that was. Um, and there were reports that developers at Rockstar came out saying, or it was one, if I'm not mistaken, that this man came out and said, oh, if it were up to me, um, we wouldn't sell copies of GTA 6. We would charge gamers by the hour to rent them. And my first thought after hearing that was, yeah, we're fucked. Um, (laughs) It's just the the idea of capitalism still breaching into the video game industry because the video game industry as of right now is still plagued by capitalism. Um, And you see that with these microtransactions within the game that essentially, if you don't buy, whether it be VC and 2K, whether it be V-Bucks and Fortnite, whether it be currency and Apex, like whatever you play, if it has an ability for you to spend real money to get something in the game, essentially you're going to prosper in the game. If you don't, you asked out. Um, and I think to charge gamers to just consume the content that they're putting out by the hour, I think that's fucking outrageous. I think that's, I think that's actually a spit in the face of gamers and the industry itself, because who the fuck do you think you are that because you have access to cutting edge technology to put together art, because that's what video games is, is art. Um, Yeah, who the fuck do you think you are? So I agree with that. And to think about the beginnings of the gaming industry to now, like back then we had Mario and all that and GameCube. Now we got PlayStation, Xbox and stuff like that. You know, all my life, and I'm pretty sure all the fans' lives, everybody's lives, old heads, young heads, you know, we paid for the game either on CD. Well, let's talk about people our age first, and then we can get into the the other demographics. But you remember what it is. You go into GameStop or wherever you buy your game at, uh, Best Buy, whatever the fuck, and you get the CD, and then you put in the CD, right? Now, I understand that, you know, gaming has evolved over the years. And now consoles don't come with CDs. CDs are basically extinct. Um, Capitalism, a different version of capitalism brought the decline of CDs. But um, um, what I'm trying to say is all my life, we have been buying the game. And when you buy the game, we're able to play it whenever, wherever, however. Now, to switch the format of being able to buy the game, own the game, to where you have to pay by hour just to be on the game, or even as these companies are saying that you got to be able to be comfortable not owning the property, it's like, what are you what are you trying to do, you know? And it shouldn't be like that. The gaming industry wasn't brought up like that. It didn't become that. Um what more can we do to fix this problem? And my second thought on that is gaming companies using the consumer base 
as they like has to stop. Feel me? I fully believe that from the gaming community to every other community where the consumer is being put at the back end and the forefront of the capitalism, the they're not the consumers are basically not seeing the effects and the progress of what we're paying our money for. Now, I don't want it to be what is this 2024? I don't want to be 2025 where you know some game is still $70 to buy. You know what I'm saying? That's it's just fully unfathomable. And now you're gonna tell me GTA went from us having to buy it on CD and then us having to buy at extreme prices, then to now saying you're gonna have us pay by the hour to hop onto our own console to play your game. Like fuck out of there. You're just completely taking the enjoyment from the consumer and making the consumer pay more for your work, which is a ripoff. It's basically a scam. And the consumers are just being scammed in every which way by high power companies. And you're taking the gaming, for example, if you guys, if the gaming company didn't have um, have said this or have just like before, where these games rely solely on the consumers to push their efforts. And if you're going to treat the consumer like a third party, you're 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 asking us out and you're asking the company out itself. Uh, for example, you and I, we both play Fortnite. You feel me? We both make the clips. If you pay us, if you tell them we have to pay, what is it, like $20 an hour just to play your game? Fuck out of here. I'd rather go on the street exactly. push, push a brick or something. You feel me? Like, you're taking the enjoyment out of it. And the, your real fans who are pushing your content are not going to be pushing the content anymore. The the exploitness is basically what I'm trying to get at. And I feel personally that after seeing that remark from the gaming industry, the exploitness is, is becoming way more um, effective now. And it's I, I can't be a part of something like that, respectfully. Yeah, to to further your point, it's I okay. I don't think it's ridiculous that you know consoles cost what they cost because at the end of the day, yeah, they they exhibit a lot of technological power within them, right? So obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Xbox Series X is going to be you know low four five hundred. These developers have to be aware that if you're a gamer, you're spending a good chunk of money just to get hardware to play these games that they're developing right so for example p5 today xbox series x you spending four or five hundred bucks if you're getting it from a reseller even more if you're a pc gamer pcs cost you a couple of thousand bucks to put all together a gaming laptop is so you're looking at eight nine hundred dollars if not more than a band so you're already chipping out bread just to be able to consume the content that these devs are putting out. So then on top of that, have these same developers tell you, oh, yeah, by the way, in order to pl- have fun on the hardware you just spent so much money on, you're going to have to pay 70 80 bucks the hour to enjoy the game. 
I think that takes the fun out of playing a video game because if that were to happen, you you can't even say owning a video game. You there there wouldn't be no ownership. So what? Where where is the fun? And I get what some naysayers, some people who don't give a fuck, might say. Oh, but you don't like. So what? You don't buy uh, a disc anymore. Uh, you know, you just get a code, and you like that has nothing to do with fucking owning a video game. So what if you download it off of? the Microsoft store off of the Sony PlayStation store. So what? You're essentially still giving up your own money to consume content that people put together. So what if it's not doing this? And for developers to come and say this, it really, it really, I think, leaves people wondering what is going on with video games? Because there are a bunch of games that are bad in the last four years. And you have very few that are actually astounding. And we used to live in a time where we had bangers left and right from Call of Duties to God of Wars to Uncharted to The Last of Us to Skate. to I mean, a bunch, a bunch of shit throughout different genres of video games. And now it's like you have the main uh, domination of shooting games and sports games and even RPG games. And for the most part, it's a bunch of what the fucks. Exactly. Exactly the point. A bunch of what the fucks. Now, it brings to the question, how much exploitation are these devs and game developers and gaming companies going to exploit their consumers? You know, what? what is gaming without streaming in 20, let's say from 2022 to present day? What is that? And now you're going to say, not only I have to buy the game, whatever it is, but I have to pay to stream the game, to then stream the game, you feel me? It's, it's a very, it's a lot of nonsense going on, I think, I think. That's the best word to say. Uh, hopefully that these messages were were false or going to be falsified in the future. And hopefully these game developers don't go through that path because, again, you're nothing without the consumer buying your stuff. So, you know, that was my first thought. Um, I'm glad we got to chop it up a little bit. Guys, if you have also heard any controversy about the gaming industry like how we had, email hotboxhero0 at gmail.com and let us know. I I have a, a question for you before we move on. Mm-hmm. Consider this your second thought of the day. What are your thoughts of where video games are at right now as a whole? I would say from a person who is video gamed, I want to say more later in life, but also video gamed early in life, but in a different way. I think the video games have gone downhill. Um, I won't say they lack luster, but like fake, they lack luster. And the gaming industry, I'm not seeing relatively anything new being made. For example, 
think about when the gaming industry was really PSP and Nintendo days, right? Obviously, you had your forefathers like Mario, Mario Kart, and shit like that. Um, Tony Hawk, Skater, Pro Skater, Skate. Um, then, as we were talking about earlier in the week, you know, you had the Garage Band um, and different games and different ways to game. Now it's become very secular. You know what I'm saying? It's became very secular, and the imagination, I think, is being lost. And it's being more put into how can we monetize whatever we had put out to the most bread they could profit out of. And that's due to the capitalistic society. Like, for example, today we have Fortnite, we have COD, but why and where is another game like that? You know, we don't see that anymore. And I think, you know, not to say the game industry is failing, but... The gaming industry is relying on throwbacks to try to push push them further when I think they need to go back to how it was back in the past where, hey, if you had Cooking Mama and you want to go crazy in that, you know, go crazy in that. Um, And that's where I stand in that. Yeah, I ask because I remember you and I, we did an episode on Hotbox Heroes where we were talking about our expectations for UFC 5, right? Mm. I don't know if you remember that. And I UFC remember... UFC 5 let us down. Yeah, I remember having a lot of high hopes for the game, obviously because of the way it was promoted and whatnot. And the um, technological advancements. Exactly, right? And, you know, us being fans of the sport... More, moreover, you know, UFC, I was very excited to see what that game was going to bring. And this is where my point comes. Mm. EA is the epitome, the, epi- the epitome, electronic arts, is the epitome of what it is to have no respect for your consumers and laugh in their face while you recycle the same shit over and over and over again. Um, I, and granted, I'm only talking about one game here, trying to make an example out of what I think of the industry, but follow me here. Okay. UFC 5. I'm going to tell you right now, which is why I advise you, don't spend your money on the game because it's not worth it. Yeah, UFC 5, in essence, is a is a up, what do you call it? A, a, a patch update. You know how when Fortnite got an update? Yeah. And you know, you got, yeah, UFC 5 is a patch update of UFC 4. Mm. Um. I'm a career mode player, I'm going to be honest, and in maybe the first two hours of playing that career mode, the only thing that ran through my head was I spent $75 for a game that I could have bought for maybe $5 in a year and a half, Mm -hmm. and saved my goddamn time, because... It is a copy and paste of UFC 4 
And EA, if they really think that I'm going to believe that they spent hard time on that game, they got me fucked up. You know, to that, I remember us talking about the UFC and how the game might be awesome, might be amazing. Um, and, you know, it didn't turn out to be like that. It, it's, it's very it's very uh, interesting that you said patch-up because that's basically how I feel about all the games now. All the games were just getting patch-ups. And it's sad to see that in 2024 now, even in 2023, bro, we've came so far in technology-wise, especially in the gaming industry and gaming expertise for our games to still have loading times that are beyond insane. Um, And also that, you know, UFC 5, to me, I think the only thing that they probably improved on was just how the fighters look. But you're in 2024, bro. Why are we still getting bad gaming gameplay? Why are we, you know? Same thing with COD. Why are some gaming times still this crazy? Um, And I don't like that, bro. I really don't like that. As I said, I just feel like we're just going to get exploited. And I don't know how long this exploitation is going to last. But I think the only resolve for the exploitation is to call them out on it and, and tell them to do better. For the fans. For the people. Because I'm not going to lie, I still love UFC. We I play UFC 4 too sometimes. But like when I do, it's either A, awesome fight, or wow, the server is really eating a dick right now. Yeah. You know, and again, technology, tech, technology and the advancements shouldn't have us feeling like that as gamers right now. Because to be honest, I'd rather go spend my time with Nintendo playing Mario Kart just to What's have up? fun. You know what I'm saying? Bring the Wii back. We had the Wii, bro. Where's the Wii now? I guess you could say it's the Oculus, maybe. maybe. Well, no. Technically, it's the Switch. We have the Switch, but nothing is hidden like how the Wii was hidden, bro. You feel me? And they need to bring something like that back if they want to go back and try to use shit from the past. But again, I think the gaming industry needs a refresher. We don't need patch-ups. We need better and new ideas and we need more stuff for the consumer that's where i leave totally agree with you all. all right that's so all i had to about video games so my first thought of the day um as i woke up a little earlier my thought was how Those who suffer, you know, a very personal loss, the the journey of restoring, you know, your mental and spiritual health is very hard. And yeah. I know that I know that personally. Um for those that don't know, um my younger brother, he passed away in a car accident. Um last Christmas Eve and it goes without saying that 2023 it was kind of you know a pretty shitty year personally but as the year ended and you know we entered the new year um I basically told myself that mm-hmm. 
it's time to, you know, move on. Um, I spent a whole year mourning, uh, grieving, being depressed, crying, um, not wanting to do much. Um, and all I could tell myself was, you know, you vacation is over. And mm. not to say that, you know, I look at my brother's death as something, you know, small or minimal. But um, those that grieve, you have to move on. And that may that may make sense if you if you lost someone. That may not make sense if you're grieving someone and you're listening to this. But um, you have to move on. And my thought was, how do I enable those around me to move on as well? Mm. Um, I think you know as good as anybody um, the type of questions that I asked myself, um, the emotion that I exhibited last year. Um, And through that, there's been a lot of growth. Yeah, and there's sure. been a lot of perspective gained. And with that comes a little bit of mental clarity, right? Um, and ultimately, I'm left questioning, you know, how do wow. I get those around me and those who maybe I'm, I don't know, who maybe don't know me, but we share similar pain, how do I get them to understand that moving on isn't leaving our loved ones behind us? It's being able to accept what happened and bring them forward with us in spirit. Um, I talk to my brother, you know, almost every day, out loud and in my head. And... Mm -hmm. For the most part, I usually hear my little brother telling me, yo, bro, you you got a lot of work to do. And for those that know me and Anik personally, um, yeah, you, you should know that we got a lot going for us, even with this morning show, with Anik's brand split with the fam, with my content creation, whether it be TikTok, or an Instagram reel. And there's a lot of work to be done. A lot of work to be done. A lot of work has been put in, but there's still so much more to do. Yeah. And sure. I feel fully confident that this year I'm going to be able to do my part. And ultimately, the point that I'm drawing to is my thought <laughs> is how do I get other people? who are going through the same thing I'm going through um, to feel the way I do mentally in my head. And I don't have an answer yet, but all I know is, is that everyone is different. You know, everyone's mind works differently. Everyone's heart beats differently. Everyone displays emotions differently. Yeah. Um, and I think for the most part, I, you know, 
I I try to be as rational and I try to put my put myself in the perspective of others' shoes. Um, but with that, there has to be you know a balance of telling the hard cold truth and being sympathetic. And I think ultimately that's something that I have to learn and be patient with learning, but. I think ultimately it will help me, you know, in this journey of still grieving my brother, but being able to keep my head up and not let it bring me down, you know? You know, while we talk about this, you know, I like to, I won't say to answer your question, but to, I would say give my own insight on the on the question right. is a couple things. As you said, everybody oh, is different. Zoom. zoom, zoom. Um, but a couple things, right? So as as you know, as whoever is listening or whoever's not listening knows, I also do planting. And planting has taught me I wanna say the art of patience. I haven't fully mastered it, but it's teaching me the art of patience. And patience in itself is something that I think everybody should learn how to use, how to how to handle and how to use it appropriately. Um, but as you said, it differs with everybody and it differs in the aspect of what teaches you patience. You feel me? Like somebody, like, for example, like that car we heard, Maybe the mechanics uses his patient as working on the car. Then you have something else as in, to me personally, that, you know, I've also been writing down in my notes from my little book for whenever it comes out, but is reflection. You're reflection right. is the art of understanding. <clears throat> now, how do you reflect on a personal? And then how do you reflect as a group? Because there's two different distinctions between that. Now, the most important is learning how to reflect personally, whether that be mentally, physically, and spiritually. But the only way to reflect that I found out works for me is to is to figure out your own truth. Now, when I say your own truth, it's not like, oh, you know, I, I had a 60 on a test and, you know, I failed. Like, nah. When I, when I say your own truth is whatever is true for you. Like, are you sad? Yes, I'm sad. You know what I'm saying? Are you mad? Yes, I'm mad. You got to reflect and go through the emotion to be able to understand the emotion. Right. And when that happens, then you can move on to a reflection as a group. Now, I would tell you, it's hard to, to get other people in a state of understanding that don't understand you. You feel me? It's, it's hard. Whether, whether it be their fault, your fault, nobody's fault. You know, trying to pass a understanding, a conscious thoughts to another, sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder. Um, but I think that also comes with the level of reflection that the other person has had. And how they try to find their inner truth. Um, and as we said, that differs for everybody. So all I could really tell you, bro, bro, is 
reflect. Don't give up on reflection, but also tell the others around you that maybe, you know, they need to reflect themselves and come to their own understanding with the situation. Right. I mean, again, getting personal. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I... And not saying that this is what you were drawing at. Um, but yeah, reflecting for me, that that's not difficult. Because um, reflecting is looking back at my past decisions, my past life. And all of that involves my little brother. And I do that on a daily basis. So for me, that's, that's always going to be there. Um, and getting my... Like, for example, getting my parents to understand this. Um, yeah, sometimes it could present as a challenge because ultimately it's it's all about dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. I lost the brother, they lost the child. It's Although it's the same pain, it's very different in many different ways. Yeah, the um, reflection is different. So, you know, I, I have to... I have to understand that for me being strong for my little brother may not be so easy for a parent to say it may it's still attainable but i understand the journey to get there it may it may be a little different than what i went through you understand what i'm saying in this past year um but yeah i definitely agree with you and for anyone you know listening to this who like i said has suffered loss, however that may look for you. Um, Whether you can relate to what I'm saying, whether you agree, all I can tell you is if you're going through mourning, um, trust there will be, you know, fucked up days. There's no other way of saying it. There will be very shitty days. There will be sad days, dark days. But you have to take positives wherever you can. However, yeah. that may look for you. Sure. And, you know, it, it's like, it's the same way I feel just about talking my brother. Because it's like, I lost my brother, but my little brother wasn't murdered. You know, I, I didn't have to go through a horrendous court trial where I'm anxious to see if the people responsible are going to get, like, I didn't have to go through that. And that's something that, you know, I think about almost every day. And it sounds weird, but I'm, I am grateful for that. Because it's horrible to lose somebody. But on top of that, to go through the, the stress, the anxiety, the anger of a court trial, like, I, I can't even imagine what that w- would have been like, yeah. let alone what it is like for those that have to go through that. And that's what I'm saying. You know, you wherever you can draw a positive, you have you have to take it. You have to, no matter what, you you got to. You know, it's um, and, yeah. That's where I leave it on. There's the there's. I don't know if it's a quote. I know it's a saying, but I don't think it's a quote yet. Um, you know. We could go through a thousand L's, but all we need is that one W. You know what I'm saying? And it's really the perseverance between the L's and the reflection of the L's that will bring success to the W's. And what you're saying about being able to draw a positive, 
even myself these past few days, I haven't been able to really draw a positive. But now, I guess, you know, it's kind of crazy because, you know, when you're in the moments of frustration, emotional, uh, an emotional situation, whether it be anger or happiness or, you know, whatever the emotion that's hitting you at the time, it's so strong. It carries so much energy that it does fluster the mind, you know? You can't think clearly. You no, can't yeah, think cohesively. For sure. For sure. You know, it definitely does. And it, it blinds it blinds us, you know? We could be blinded with happiness and we could be blinded with madness and sadness. Yeah. You know, but drawing the positive is where we're able to try to get our, get our mental space back out of that situation and back on, you know, just good life shit. And these past few days, it's been hard for me to figure out what a positive is. But the positive I see is that we both have our brothers. You're here. I'm here. We have Absolutely. some family member, moms, pops. And, you know, we're here being able to do this pod, being able to share and express our emotions, frustrations, happiness with others. So that's where I'll leave it off with that. But, you know... Even even responding job. to, and sorry to cut you off, but even even responding to, you know, your point that is, it's hard to draw a positive. Listen, I didn't I didn't get to the conclusion of oh I'm very grateful that I didn't have to go through a court case with my brother, overnight. You know, yeah. you have to oftentimes, you have to just sit back and not take a leap back, take baby steps backwards. Yeah. And start breaking shit down wherever you can. And, you know, in, in your case, not throwing your business out there, you know, t- take a step back wherever you can. You know what? Right now, there's about 30,000 niggas outside in this brick-ass cold on sitting on top of ice right now. I'm right now in my bed kicking in with wonder. It might be a little brick in the apartment, but niggas got a little heaters. Facts. I'm, t- I'm telling you, wherever you can take a step back and just say, you know what, it could be worse. That that that's 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 the game. That's the game. And my mantra has been, you know, the past year, it could always be worse. And I think when you digest that and you actually believe it, and you start taking a look around you and seeing what you got. And what you got going for yourself, trust me, it'll it'll be easy to give yourself a little bit more credit or be able to make those frustrating days just a tad bit less frustrating. Because it's like I've told you, you know, in our personal conversations, we also got to let those hard feelings come out. It's, yeah. it's healthy sometimes, you know. It's I'm, the only way. Like I'm, I don't want to go around making it seem like you know I'm, I'm no longer gonna be sad or have my days where I cry. Hell no. You feel me? This is something I'm gonna carry for the rest of my life. But, um, but fortunately, I I know I'm strong and I'm gonna carry forward. That's I agree, all, that's, that's all there is. Cause like I said, it could be worse. It you could be worse. Saying? So that's our thoughts with that. And as I said, I think we're doing great. I think the people, whoever's listening, you're doing great too. Um, Keep it pushing, push that P all the way. And with that, 
Let's move on to our other segment. Oh, yes. Now, as I said before, the other segment is Beyond the Blue. Now, so what's happening in, in in the blue right now, in the all blue? Well, as I said, Batman, you know, he hasn't shown up. It's probably like day 1021, no Batman in Gotham. Um, but right now, I, th- I think Joker may pop out any minute, the way shit looking. Um, still no Batman. I dare say, I dare say, I see no Spider-Man. So no Spider-Man in Gotham, no Spider-Man in, in the blue. Um, but what has been going on? What's been going on is traffic. Traffic is becoming crazier. Um, what else? You know, not to go too in-depth migrant situation, but, you know, migrants here and there, everybody's having their quarrels. Um, so it's looking, it's looking very scramblish in the old blue, I guess is the best way to say it. It's looking very uncertain, maybe uneasy, but we have to let that be uneasy and uncertain because we can't, we can't, we can't make shit happen the way we wanted to happen. We can't enforce that. You feel me? Um, but again, as I said, the Hotbox heroes will be the first to tell you when Batman comes back. So, what's happening in the Blue by you, bro? Um, honestly, the Blue by me—it's pretty quiet for the most part. It's pretty frozen. Um. You feel me, Joker, and you feel me, Bane, and them don't really make occurrences around my blue. So, you know, Batman doesn't really need to pop out for the most part. Um, however, mm. Mr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze been been going crazy <laughs> with his little, with his little ice gun because, um, you know those um, you know those icicles, but like those really long ones that like Polish. can like hurt somebody. Yeah, we we have those in a, a little a little tunnel slash overpass. I don't I don't even know that the little uh, tunnel. Yeah, bro, you wow. know exactly what little tunnel I'm talking about. Yeah, wow. bro, we have icicles. But, I, but yeah, but like I'm not talking about. Oh, look, there's an icicle there. That's, no, I'm talking about like the type of shit you see in like a HBO series that if you're in like in the in the tundra, National yeah, Geographic. like 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 that. Um, and it's honestly, it's pretty. Like, yeah, it's also cool to look at, but it's like that shit falls. <laughs> yeah, it's over for somebody windshield. Um, um, okay. But yeah, beyond that, you know. Um, a little bit of snow uh in metropolis um so oh, wind uh-huh. has been wind has been you you know when the wind is actually like you know you know when you're driving right and you know when like the wind is going crazy and you feel like the the steering wheel pushing against you know you holding the wheel and it wants to like turn yeah uh, yeah, bruh, bruh. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. I hopped in the car. I had to drive to to Wally World, to Walmart, and uh, woo, woo, woo. niggas, niggas was doing the Macarena huh. on my shit. Yeah, my car was. You feel me? Break dancing all the way from San Pedro to Wally World. 
So yeah, Metropolis has been looking a little crazy with the weather. I'm not gonna hold you, but other than that, it's been it's been calm. You know, to basically put it out, uh, the all blue on both sides of the world is basically looking like a Nat Geo special. Yeah. Um. So hopefully we we know Nat Geo does a different special with us because right now the cold is intense and this is the perfect segue into the forecast frenzy. And as we all know, as hopefully everybody knows this right now in USA, it's been brick. Brick's not even a word anymore. It's just been brick times 10. Super sane on the brick. Today is going to be 80% snow. And it starts at 5 a.m. Now, 5 a.m., it says 80%. Now, if it does snow, that 80% is going to turn into 100%. So, Mr. Freeze is going to do a pop-out. And I'm not talking about Mr. Freeze from CW. I'm talking about Batman and Robin. Yeah, wasn't, that Arnold, wasn't that Arnold Schwarzenegger that played? Yes, sir. He's popping yeah. out. And he ain't yeah. coming with the gun, bro. He's coming with the whole machine gun against the whole city. So, listen, fellas, females, dogs, cats... Be warm. Feel me? Back out the heaters. Back out the spliffs. Get the hot box ready. Now, uh, a fun fact for the weather that I think everybody might be intrigued to hear upon is that on this day, way back when, on this day, I so, sorry, my fault. It's okay. You said on this day, and I just heard a distinct song. Feel me? Shout out the Radar Superstar. Uh, January 18th, 1979. Okay. There was a low pressure movement across the region of Minnesota that brought five to 15 inches of snow. Jesus fucking Christ. So just imagine that was back in 1979. I know we haven't had any. Well, we've had insane stuff happen from then, but... 15 inches? Of snow. Travel was damn near impossible. With blizzard conditions lasting from the 18th to the 20th. Damn, two whole days? Stuff with 15 inches? God damn. (laughs) Yes, sir. Right, yo. Not saying this is what it's looking like going to happen. I hope it does not happen, but, nah, you know, those are damn near Arctic conditions, and we're seeing these Arctic conditions come back. Um, that's, a, that's a real-life igloo from fucking Alaska. You feel me? So the weather is supposed to be from morning to nighttime, from 31 degrees, going down to a low of 15 to 19 degrees. Um, The moon... You're going to be looking at a waxing gibbous, as in terms of what the moon is going to look like in the air. Now, question, who named the moon a waxing gibbous? I don't know. I was going to ask, like, what does that even, what's a a waxing gibbous look like? So, a waxing gibbous basically looks like three, when a quarter of the moon is, is seeable and the other is not. That's what I believe I'm looking at right now. So basically when a quarter of the moon is here and the moon rise is supposed to be at 11.51 a.m. 
and the sunrise is supposed to be 7.16 a.m. So everybody going out before 7.16 a.m., just know it's going to be dark. It's going to be cold. Yeah. For me, but okay. Anything else you got to say about the snow that's been going on? Honestly, all I can tell you people is I hope y'all got the Tims. Huh. You feel me? I hope you back out the others. Um, you feel me? Be be wary of the ice. You feel me? Um, if you slip near work, you feel me? File for that workers' comp. Because um, they have you that, out there. Yeah, you feel me? Get you that bag. Um, and ultimately, if you could stay inside, uh, stay inside. Uh, if you gotta go outside, you feel me? Thug it out. Um. Yeah, some weather hopefully don't kill you. It can, but hopefully, yeah. and most likely it won't. From I got, I got faith in God. I got faith. We got faith in God. Yes, sir. Um, and, and that's that's basically all I got. That's so, all, folks. With that, email hotboxhero zero at gmail dot com. And if you guys do go out tomorrow, like me, I might go out, but I'm gonna build a snowman. So. If you guys build a snowman, email the pictures. We'll post it up on the Instagram page. And have fun. Job bless and be great. Great.